final horn has sounded. And today's game is complete. Give to Yo. Yo drives to the oh, rim. Oh, man alive! Throws it down! Time now for Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's your host, Ben Bagley. Welcome into Cougar Post Game Live. I am Ben Bagley as BYU scrapes out a win at home over Santa Clara 85 75. The Cougars have a 10 point lead at the half. They see it slip away and they get it back for the win at 85 75. Fans, remember when the Cougars win, you win with Papa John's Pizza. Use the online promo code BYU50 at papajohns.com tomorrow and receive 50% off of pizza at any Utah location. The win tonight for the BYU Cougars didn't come as easy as one might think it would going into the game as they saw a 10-point halftime lead quickly dissipate after the break as Santa Clara came out hot in the second half. The Broncos took a lead at the 13-25 mark of the second half at 49-47. After that, the two teams battled back and forth, trading buckets all the way to the 537 mark of the second half when the game was tied at 66. But at that point, Mark Durant proved prophetic. As he said early on in the second half, T.J. Haas may have to carry this team on his shoulders, and T.J. Haas did. From that point on at the 537 mark, it was tied at 66 apiece. T.J. Haas and the BYU Cougars outscored Santa Clara down the stretch 19-9 from that point, and most of it was led by T.J. Haas. Look at his stats. T.J. Haas had 28 points on the game, but look at his second half. These stats coming in the second half for T.J. Haas. 18 points, 5 of 7 shooting, 8 for 8 from the free throw line, a spot where BYU struggled tonight as a team only shooting 66% from the field or from the free throw line, 18 of 27. TJ Haas, 8 for 8. Perfect from the free throw line. Two rebounds for TJ Haas in the second half, five assists and one steal. So TJ Haas, 28 points in the game, 18 of those coming in the second half. Uh, T.J. House was phenomenal. A weird three-point stat. I mentioned it at halftime, and it got weirder in the second half. Only three three-pointers made for the BYU Cougars in the entire game. All three of them, two of them coming from Yoli Childs, one of them coming from Colby Lee. The big guys getting it done from three, the only three-pointers coming from the BYU Cougars. Coming up next, we'll get you some more final thoughts. We'll get you a little bit more into the stats, but we'll check the scoreboard from around the top 25 and also the WCC. St. Mary's and Gonzaga now underway in the nightcaps of the WCC. We'll catch you up to date on those as well. More Cougar Post Game Live comes your way next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's Ben Bagley with more Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back into Cougar Post Game Live. BYU, a 10-point win over Santa Clara, and it was a lot closer than that, Cougar fans. You were probably sweating at home as well as we were here in the studios. BYU gets the 85-75 lead after losing a 10-point lead at the half, seeing it dissipate. In fact, Santa Clara taking a lead in the second half. BYU stretching out, closing the game on a 19-9 run and beating the Broncos. 85-75, the Cougars move to 22-7 on the season continue to carry that 23rd ranking in the country 
and looking good as they head into Saturday's matchup where well, their host, the second-ranked Gonzaga Bulldogs, will get you up to date on the Gonzaga score and the St. Mary score in just a second. First, let's check the other games in the top 25. Four finals out of the top 25. One of them an upset first in the Big Ten. Number twenty-four or number twenty-five, Ohio State loses to number twenty, Iowa, eighty-five, seventy-six. Uh, in the Pac-12, number twenty-four, Arizona beats Oregon State, eighty-nine, sixty-three. Number eighteen, Colorado takes down USC, seventy to sixty-six. And here's your upset: Arizona State number or scores seventy-seven points in a seventy-seven, seventy-two upset of number fourteen, Oregon. On to the WCC, one other game final. Uh, Pepperdine gets a 66-59 win over Portland, a game which Portland led most of that game. Pepperdine scores 45 points in the second half of that game to get the 66-59 victory. Two games uh, in the nightcap of the WCC. Both games uh, BYU fans should keep an eye on as St. Mary's hosts LMU. Right now, St. Mary's has a 6-5 lead with 15 and a half minutes left in the first half. And at the Kenneling Gonzaga, number two, the Zags have a 14-13 lead in the first half with 12 minutes left in the first half over the University of San Francisco. I mentioned the, 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 the oddity of the three-point shooting for the BYU Cougars. A, th- a season-low three three-point makes tonight. For BYU, they only attempted 13, so they go 3 of 13 tonight. And of the three makes, two of them from the hands of Yoli Childs, one of them from uh, Colby Lee. So the two bigs go 3 for 5 on the night from the three-point line. Everybody else goes 0 for 8. That being said, it is time for the Mountain America three-point recap. For each three-pointer BYU makes, Mountain America donates $50 to the American Red Cross. Tonight, the Cougars made three Three-point shots for a total of 307 on the season. The season total now sits at $15,350. Nice job by Mountain America donating to the American Red Cross. Once again, BYU gets an 85-75 victory over Santa Clara at home, getting ready now to host the second-ranked Gonzaga Bulldogs at the Marriott Center on Senior Night in Provo on Saturday. You can listen to that game right here on the new skin BYU Sports Network. That's going to wrap things up for Pook Cougar Post Game Live. After the break, we'll send you back to the Marriott Center for the Cougar Locker Room Show. Your final from Provo once again, 85-75. And you heard it all right here on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Our exclusive post-game coverage continues with the Cougar Locker Room Show. Ball stripped and taken away. Euros to the rim, handoff to Barcelo. Yes, he banks and scores. The Cougar Locker Room Show was brought to you by Utah Community Credit Union. Get more house, same payment at UCCU. It's what we do. Now let's head back to the Mo Betta's courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Outside the basket right now for BYU. TJ beats his man to the paint, pulls up from 10 feet, shoots and scores again! TJ Hawes gives the Cougars a 7-point lead, 2.15 to go! Red-headed assassin! 
BYU 76, Santa Clara 69 at that point. TJ giving BYU the seven-point lead. Cougs win it by 10, 85 to 75 is our final score. In front of a 12,757 here at the Marriott Center, where BYU's now won 12 consecutive games. BYU losing early in the season to San Diego State, and the Cougs have not lost a game here since. BYU goes to 22-7 and on the year, now 11-3 and in the WCC, 13-1. and is the home record featuring, again, 12 consecutive wins. It is time for our Sport Court courtside interview. Joining us courtside is BYU's Connor Harding. Connor with eight points on four of five shooting tonight. Eight points, three rebounds, and ends up with a plus 12 for BYU, a second the second best plus minus on the night to A.B. Alex Barcelo. It is brought to you by Sport Court. And Connor having a seat. Connor, congratulations to you and the boys on the big W. Thank you. I appreciate that. And the one word we keep coming back to with uh, with this group is uh, resilient. Uh, whether it's 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 personnel resiliency with injuries or whatnot, or games that become nail biters, you guys are finding a way to get it done. It's it, it's really impressive. What do you see that makes this team so special and so able to withstand adversity and, and pull out good results? Yeah, I think that comes when like when you have an agenda. The only agenda is to to win, and so. You know, TJ's a winner, Jake's a winner, Yoli's a winner, and then everyone else on the floor, you know, they're winners, like Zach's a winner, and we'll do whatever it takes um, to win a game. And he just came down to a couple stops uh, and during this game. You know, it's an ugly game, but that's what teams do. They find ways to win ugly games, good games. doesn't matter. It's just a win's a win. Connor, I think you're playing terrific, and it, a win is a win in this. You know, it could have gone another way, but you mentioned TJ Haas. I know as a former player how important it is late in games like that to know that you have confidence that one of your guys is either going to score or get you a bucket. Uh, is that kind of the feeling on this team with TJ, knowing the ball's in his hands late in the game, something good is going to happen for you guys? You know, absolutely. I mean, all during the game, to be honest. <laughs> you know, from last year to this year, he's really taken on the role of being a facilitator, getting the team open shots, him making shots. And, you know, he's a big-time player, as you guys can all all see. He hit me on a couple of back cuts, hit Yoli in the post, and then he was on fire tonight too. And so TJ is a big-time player, big-time point guard, and he's having a heck of a senior senior season. I don't get the sense that was that there was really any thought uh, to Saturday. I, I, didn't, I didn't think it was a big deal for this team. I think you know what's coming next, but there was no real thought to next. I really do think that everything was focused on, on Santa Clara, and it wasn't about rankings. It was just about getting the next win, because every win's going to mean the same to you at this point. No, no, absolutely. You know, if we didn't win this one, then the next one wouldn't be, be as fun. And so, you know, if we win this one, then the next game is going to be really fun. If we win the next game, the next game is going to even get better, you know. And so, you know, that's, that's, that's exciting for us as a team to, you know, have this added pressure on, because we earned this pressure, you know, this year of playing you know, every night, like, we, we're desperate. We're desperate. You know, not every team gets that. You know, not every team gets to go out on the court and say, you know, we're playing for something. And, and that's exactly what we're doing. And so, you know, it's fun. And, you know, we just focus on one game at a time, like I've, like I've said before. And that one game is the biggest game to us. You can embrace the desperation, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, that's, that's, that's the joy of it. We get to embrace it. We get to be involved in it. The crowd knows. We know. But we just get to play ball. And you do know who you have next, right? Yes, we do. Okay, okay. <laughs> Take a break. More with Connor Harding is coming up on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Locker Room Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. 
Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Cougars shoot 48% from the field, 23% from the arc, 69% from the free throw line on the way to an 85-75 win over Santa Clara. Visiting with Connor Harding. Connor with eight points in 24 minutes tonight. It is our sport court courtside interview. Really the, the, the first game this season, we could say, where the three-point shot wasn't a key in you guys getting a win here tonight. Now, the one Yoli did make late was big when it came, but this was a night where you had to do it different ways. Yeah, you know, uh, good teams find different ways to score uh, down the stretch. And, you know, they were taken away to three, and TJ got to the hoop a lot of times. They weren't doubling on Yoli down low, and we just got to gotta be able to get in the paint and just make plays. And so, you know, we just found different ways to score tonight and just to be efficient. But it was a weird game in a lot of ways. Uh, I thought Santa Clara came in with a good game plan. Were you surprised at anything that they did? Did you kind of knew that maybe this game was a game that you'd rely less on threes and more on dribble penetration? Um, you know, we um, you never know, like, how well we're going to shoot shoot to three every single night. And so – Well, we uh, usually we, know, Connor. Yeah, we, <laughs> we usually know. Um but, you know, they did a good job, and I give credit to them. We kind of knew what, what they were going to do um, on ball screens and different things. But, you know, they just gave us open, open lanes to the hoop and would rather have an open lane and a layup than anything else in, um, in the half court. So, you know, they did a good job protecting the three, but we did a better job uh, of driving and, and getting in the paint. So this leaves you one home game left in the 2019-20 campaign, if you can believe it. In, in a lot of ways, hasn't this thing just, like, zipped on by? It's gone by so fast. It felt like, seriously, we're in Italy on our, <laughs> you know, foreign trip just seriously like a month ago. But now it's like the end, it's end of the season. We just call Can't Believe It. And, you know, we have seven seniors on our team, and they have a big senior night coming up. And, you know, I know they're going to play their hearts out. And, you know, it's just going to be a good night to, to play basketball and and hopefully uh, get the Zags. Okay, so uh, while you were playing Santa Clara tonight, the BYU women are at Santa Clara, have a fourth-quarter lead. And maybe you'd like to read this tweet that just got posted out loud. Oh, crap. congratulations, Paisley Nikel. She's the 15th player to reach 1,000 career points in BYU history. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. For the listeners that maybe may not be aware, uh, Paisley and uh, and Connor, uh, you're, you're seeing each other. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah. know, it's a power couple. Right there. <laughs> that is that is a power couple. So a thousand points. What about that? You know, I'm going to be chasing that all the time. You know, <laughs> a thousand points. You know, congr- you know, congratulations to her. She's a she's a big time ball player, and so you know, I'm happy for her. I celebrate her success. It gives it, like it gives me joy, and so just seeing that like. That's a big accomplishment compared, you know, to all what she's done. She you knows she's won a San Diego MVP. She's won the WCC uh, MVP, and just just to have that to her resume just shows her just shows you how what type of ball player she is. And you so. guys are kind of in the same place as teams right now, both pushing for the highest seed you can possibly get, trying to you know, of course you're hoping for league titles, but trying to squeeze out the two if you can get it. And you're both kind of in a similar spot heading down the stretch, and and they'll stay on the road on the weekend, right? Too Saturday. Yep. Okay, and you know that you've got Gonzaga Saturday, so a hey, word or two. I know, now. I know that now. I'm, t- I'm <laughs> taking care of that. That's the next team. That's my next Snuck game. Up on it. All right, give us uh, maybe a 30-second Connor Harding thumbnail on what you need to do to to stay with and beat the Zags on Saturday. You know, the biggest thing is we need to take care of the post down low. Um, as you saw uh, later on, we've had we struggled it with um, 
low catches and taking care of the post. So that's one big thing the Zags do really well. They do really good high-low and duck-ins. You know, the second thing I would say, transition. Keep them out of um, transition, easy buckets. The last time we were close, and they got 10 points in transition, and they blew, they blew uh, the lead. Um, they got us in that. So those are, I think those are the two biggest things. Well, Connor, you really seem to be kind of hitting your stride defensively, offensively, uh, scoring at the rim. Uh, you feeling pretty good about your game right now? It looks, looks good. Yeah, no, you know, absolutely. Um, I feel a little healthier. I think that's why, you know, my game's uh, looking a little better. You know, earlier on the season I felt, I felt like, really good. And then later on the season it's just like I was just battling through through different injuries and different things. And now, you know, I get to be more of myself on the court. And so hopefully I just keep hitting strides, and especially in these bigger games, and, and adding to the team. No bigger game than the one this Saturday. First time ever that BYU and Gonzaga will meet with both teams ranked in the top 25. Number two, Gonzaga. Number 23, BYU on Saturday. As for tonight, it's the BYU Cougars over the Santa Clara Broncos. And talking about it with us was Connor Harding in our Sport Court courtside interview. Brought to you by Sport Court. Champions start here. Learn how to design yours at sportcourt.com. Connor, thanks for the time. We'll see you Saturday. All right. Thank you so much. All right. That is Connor Harding. Coach is coming up next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to get the final word on today's game with head coach Mark Pope. It's the BYU Dining Cougar Postgame Coaches Show. BYU Dining, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. The Cougar Postgame Coaches Show is also brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America's cash bonus on balance transfers. Now let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Santa Clara 75. Tonight's final score here at the Marriott Center. Before we get into our coaches' conversations, let's get to our New Skin Data discovery of the game. Brought to you by New Skin. Discover the best you. Mark Durant, what have you discovered in tonight's box score? BYU goes 3 for 13. That's not the discovery. From 3. From 3. 3 for 13. Best 3-point shooting team in the country, by the way. Just point that out. All three of those come from your big guys, (laughs) Colby and Yoli. Come on, guards. Step it up. (laughs) So, T.J. Haas saw his three-point streak end at 23 consecutive games. And Jake Toulson saw his three-point streak end at 17 consecutive games. But T.J. did enough to... Scored 28 uh, without making a three. Without making a three. And he did make a lot of free throws. He Didn't probably shot more free throws tonight than the rest of the year. I'm going to say that's a, that's a true statement. Well, that's not true. But uh, he did shoot 12 tonight and make them all. So he came into tonight on 16 consecutive free throw makes, making it 28 in a row. And that's one of the best and longest all-time streaks in BYU basketball history. TJ, 12 for 12 tonight. Let's hear from uh, Herb Sendek, the head coach of the Santa Clara Broncos. And then we'll hear from Mark Pope here at the Marriott Center. I thought for the most part we played the right way throughout the game. Um, you know, early on the ball wasn't going down for us. And, and you know, as, as we got more comfortable, we made more shots. You kept BYU to 23% from three, number one three-point uh, physical percent shooting team in the country. How'd you do that? I thought our, our you know, our guys um, just were alert and aware and very respectful of uh, BYU's prowess in that area. Um, 
Rankic had an excellent game for you guys, 28 points, 11 boards. Um, what did you think about his overall effort and just yeah. how it propelled you? Yeah. I thought Yosef was outstanding uh, tonight. And, uh, you know, even though we didn't come away with the win, I thought our team um, really tried to play the right way and uh, did a lot of good things. Are, are there a lot of things from this game that you feel like you can build on, especially going into the conference tournament in a little while? I mean, every game is unique unto itself. So we have a quick turnaround Saturday, and, and that game will be completely and totally independent of this one. Um, but to your point, you know, with each game, with each practice, we're always trying to learn and build. On BYU side, both T.J. Uh, Hawes, Jake Wilson, Yoli Childs all went for 20-plus in points. What can you say about their performance also with their leadership as seniors on the team? Yeah, they have a very experienced, talented team, and uh, those guys are all you know terrific players. I happen to know several of them on, on a personal level through recruiting, and uh, you know they're terrific young men as well. All right, that is Herb Sendek, the head coach of the Santa Clara Broncos. Our appreciation to intern Jeff, Jeffrey Carroll, for grabbing those postgame comments a short time ago outside the Santa Clara locker room. Now welcoming in courtside, BYU's head coach Mark Pope. This is the BYU Creamery, BYU Dining, Cougar Postgame Coaches Show. Coach Pope tonight picking up win number 99 in his Division I head coaching career. BYU, the team, picks up win number 22, and the Cougs win for a 12th straight time here at the Marriott Center. BYU now 13-1 here on the home hardwoods. Coach Pope, congrats on the big W tonight. Thanks, guys. I'm telling you, I'm so happy. Um, I'm I'm really, really proud of these guys. Uh, You know, it wasn't wasn't our most artistic game, um, and and we had all kind of crazy lineups on the floor, and and Santa Clara, uh, wisely, I mean, Coach Sendek is a, he's, you know, he's one of those coaches that you aspire to be like someday. Had a really uh, compelling, interesting game plan, and, um, you know, made us play different and made us actually go to different things. And, and uh, our guys did it, man. They battled through and they won. And, and uh, it's the first BYU team ever to win seven consecutive uh, games in, in the regular season in the WCC ever. And to do, do the first thing ever in the history of BYU is really hard. And, and what they did tonight is really hard. So I'm, I'm just ecstatic and, uh, ex- and proud of the guys and, and can't wait for 48 hours from now when we have this uh, incredible celebra- celebration for these seniors. The last time BYU won seven consecutive regular season games in league was back in the 2010-2011 Jimmermania season. Uh, and so it had never been done in the new league, as you just yep. noted. And it's been a long time since it's been done anywhere. And, uh, well, these are the things you get when you get a team that's uh, playing this together yeah. and this resilient and this tough because it hasn't been just cruising the last couple of weeks. There have been things to overcome. Yeah, you know you know, I won this game tonight. I mean, I, I know Jake's a double-double and Yo's a double-double and Tej put on an incredible show. Uh, but it's Zach Selyus. I mean, Zach Selyus is the difference in this game. Uh, his intensity, like we were stuck down to, I don't know, eight minutes somewhere in there left, and we didn't feel right. It was, it was, it was really weird, and Zach was just like, I am not letting this team lose. I'm not going to let this team lose. And he just comes, and, 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 and we feed off his energy. And the other guy who won us this game had three shots tonight, Alex Barcelo. Hmm. So we got torn up in ball screen defense a week uh, no uh, last Saturday at San Diego just torn up and embarrassed and this Alex Barcel handled almost every ball screen in the first half by himself 
He just handled it by himself. Didn't didn't force us to get in rotations. Um, and, and, you know, we're not going to talk about him because his, his box score is not prolific. But in terms of him uh, helping us win this game, you, we don't win him. And, and that's the key. Like, you don't win seven in a row unless you have guys doing those jobs that make you win. I'm so proud of those two. A.B., career-high seven rebounds and, yeah. ends up, and ends up with your best plus minus. Yes, yes. It's unbelievable, right? So, you know, it's just, it, and that's the agenda we talk about all the time. That if, if, like, that we fight every day, we have to make the decision to put aside our personal agenda to win, right? And the difference right now is everyone in the country is looking at these these young men, and they look at all their numbers, and that's great. But they, we're thought this group is thought of as winning players right now, and it's because of the contributions to all these other guys. It's spectacular. You mentioned Zach Selyus, good old number twenty. Doing it again for you. Oh, wait, he's number, he's number two, but yep. he ends up as number 20 tonight. What went on there? I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm looking out there. I'm like, wait a second. There's something weird going on right now. But, you know, it doesn't matter what number he is. Apparently, he's going to bring it. Okay, we saw, we saw a little video clip on the social media that appeared to show uh, Zach going all Incredible Hulk on his jersey. <laughs> and, <laughs> having, and having to change out of it for that reason. Uh, is that right? Yes. I love it. Let's go. I love it. First of all, congratulations. I know how hard it is to win, and you guys found a way to get it done on an unusual night. You're not shooting the ball well. Let me jump to something a little negative. Yep. You mentioned San Diego, the, the trouble with the ball screen. Second half, Brankich gets 28. Yep. And I'm wondering what's going on there and if that's unique to these games or is it kind of a problem with you know, what, you know, Maybe just your thoughts on what needs to be done differently, or if they're totally separate games. Yeah, no, that's it, been it's been really concerning to us for sure. You know, in these teams that duck really hard all game long, I actually, I actually was really really concerned about twelve Betty Ako, and our guys managed him pretty well. But these teams that spend the entire game just ducking for thirty seconds, it's been a real challenge for us. We're we're, we're just undersized down low. I mean, you know, Yo is Yo is really physically six six, and Zach is six six, really a two three, playing the five for us tonight. And, um, and you know, Gab is still, you know, he's he's getting he's getting his feel back, but he's still got a long way to go. And and so when you look at it, uh, you know, this is the fifteenth longest team in America right now. This Santa Clara team, they're really really long, and they hurt people inside you know after the first half uh you know 12 and 13 or 10 and 9 and they're the only people really hurting us and and uh we just didn't quite have an answer till the very end of the stretch um and and coach does an unbelievable job of putting those guys in position and they've been well well coached to duck you know it's it's kansas uh these teams have been hard for us kansas gonzaga uh utah um, santa clara uh, just because of the way they play um, in terms of just punish, physically trying to punish for 30 seconds on every single possession inside. It's something that we're working on. Uh, it was a conscious decision, just like, um, you know, just like Santa Clara made the conscious decision to stay out on the three, and they just let TJ run wild, which you just have to pick your poison, right? For us, we had to make a conscious decision with Santa Clara saying, hey, we know we probably need to be, bring a second defender, but we were really conservative all night long because if they got going from the three, then it was going to be that was that might be something we can't overcome. So a lot of that turns into an analytical conversation. Very few teams beat you in the post if you have a, a capable uh, offensive team, which we do. And so a lot of that is a judgment call, but certainly it's a concern, and we don't have a ready-made answer 
roster in terms of personnel on our roster right now. Clearly, you could feel how much we miss Dalt in those situations, right? Um, because he, he is, you know, Dalt would have been a really, really inter- inter- interesting matchup for 13 tonight for Vrankish yeah. because he's just clever in how he guards. But at the end of the day, Zach's the guy that got stops down the stretch, and he, he made it work for us and was spectacular. And because of the way things turned out and were played tonight, all of your threes come from naturally Yo and Kobe Lee. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, but but that but that's a game plan. Now, A.B. had a wide open one in the corner, but he's only getting one. In, you know, it's hard to get a rhythm if you only have one. And Jake and Tej, uh, you know, got some challenge shots that normally they'll knock down, but you only shot 13. And and that's just because of that's because of what was offered up defensively. Yeah. They said, hey, we're gonna let you, we're gonna let Tej get downhill all night long. We're not coming to help from shooters and. And so, and and we're not coming to double on Yo. You, it was interesting. Like we went through that stretch in the first ten minutes of the, of the second half, where I'm like, we can't make a six inch shot. <laughs> there was a lot yeah. of it in and out it was, stuff. Uh, tonight, it, was, it was incredible. But <laughs> we've been yearning for that. We've been yearning for that game where we just have to come up with enough stops to win because our offense is because we we just miss. You know, for some reason the ball doesn't go in from six inches. And so, so uh, you know, I, 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 I couldn't be happier. I'm I'm really really proud. This league is so hard. You know, uh, you, Greg, you just put this in front of me. So right now at halftime, San Francisco's up 31-22 on Gonzaga. In Spokane. In Spokane. This league is hard. Like, we we just won our seventh game in a row in this league. It's never happened before. And I'm so, I'm so, I'm so proud of these guys. Now, we got to play better. We'll play better. But right now we're finding answers. If we can find some answers on Saturday, woo, let's go. It would be really special. <laughs> All right, more with Coach Pope next here on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. You're listening to the Cougar Postgame Coaches Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now, back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Postgame Coaches Show brought to you by BYU Dining and the BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. BYU 85, Santa Clara 75 tonight's final score in front of almost 13,000 fans here at the Marriott Center. Sold out Saturday night. We know that already for BYU and Gonzaga, and hopefully going to get some fans in the stands tomorrow morning for BYU Sports Nation. Coach Pope make an appearance as Spencer and Jerem lead up to BYU and Gonzaga. And among all these first-time things, Coach Pope, we have in the first time of the uh, great BYU-Gonzaga rivalry, a first-ever meeting of two ranked teams on Saturday night. Yeah, it's really exciting. And it, I don't know, you know when the last time we had a, a, a home game with two ranked teams. I don't know when it was. It was, but, it was San Diego State late in the 2010-2011 yeah, season. And, man, if, 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 if we could get Coach Rose to come back and coach the team and run that back, how, <laughs> how exciting would that be? Because uh, that was one of the great games in the history of this building, right? So um, let's chase that. Uh, it's going to be an extraordinary night. You know, I think about these seniors – of course, I think about them all day and all night. But, um, you know, Yo came back. Jake came back. TJ stayed. Dalt and Zach bought in. Uh, when everything, when, every, every, when there was just 100% doubt surrounding this entire program this summer, right? A lot of weird things. And, and those guys have, you, you think about what they've earned for their senior night. They're coming into a sold-out gym that's been sold out for a week. Two ranked teams for the first time in a decade, having won seven in a row. Like, it's 
it's it's almost unfathomable what these guys have accomplished, and I'm so happy for them. And, and these guys are going to be a wreck. They're going to be a wreck on Saturday. And I don't know I don't know where that emotion is going to take us, but they're going to have all kind of tears and jitters and juice and excitement. I looked at Trev and Nell after the game today. I'm like, Trev, you better bring it, man, because I don't know if any of these seniors are going to have anything. But they've earned it. Like, I mean, are you kidding? I mean, this is exactly how they would they. This is exactly what they would want for their last home game of their career here in this great Marriott Center. Uh, to be in this position as a team, to have accomplished what they've accomplished so far and have such incredible hope for what we have a chance to do down the stretch here. I could not be happy for these guys. It's a beautiful story, and I'm, I'm so glad that this place is going to be, that every single seat is going to be filled because I'm just so grateful that people get to watch this. It's going to be awesome. Well, obviously, Gonzaga is a great team. Um, you played them once already, uh, and you mentioned how if, if someone's playing you, they're going to if they take one thing, you're going to leave. That's going to leave someone else an opportunity, like tonight with TJ. What What are some important things to take away from Gonzaga? And if you do, what I mean, what's the what's the downside to those kind of things? Well, I mean, I can tell you the concerns we have. They're the same concerns that every single team that faces them. Uh, you know, uh, Michigan State played them in a scrimmage, and there were some comments from Michigan State players afterwards that they just beat the living daylights out of them inside, right? And 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 w- I remember reading that in the preseason and thinking, wait, I thought that this Gonzaga team wasn't going to be loaded like it was last year, or at least as physical inside. They're almost more. And um, – and so everybody has to manage that situation. They're just so big and physical and talented inside. They have a rotation of three extraordinarily talented bigs that are a problem. And the second thing is they're so fast in transition. This Woolridge, the North Texas transfer that's playing the point for them, he seems like he's faster than any human being on the planet with his ball in his hands. I mean, he just he you see it every single you see it every game you watch. He runs by nine players in transition. Teams are getting five back, and he's still running by everybody. And he's such a problem. And Ayayi is such a, a great athlete, the two. And Kispert is probably he's the certainly the heart and soul leader, if not the most talented player on the team. And uh, they're they're the best team in the country for a reason. And um, yeah, I'm I'm calling them the best team in the country. I know they're ranked too. I don't know how you're ranked number one and you win all your games and then they magic. You know that's the part I don't understand. I think they're the best team in the country. And tell me in here to have a shot at them. I mean, we got our hands full. Trust me. Like th- this is a very complicated. Um, uh, puzzle to unravel, but we're gonna we're gonna take a massive swing, in it and we could not be more excited about it. Now they're down nine at halftime, as we talked about to USF right now up in Spokane, but they've been down at the break before this year, and yep. things have turned out their way at the end. So, uh, twenty minutes to play. I'm imagining you and the staff probably gonna watch that live here a little bit yep. or not. We're, we'll go we'll go right to the office and and. Uh, yeah, if anybody wants to be inst- inspired by extraordinary basketball genius, you should come in a war room and listen to my staff. I will have nothing to contribute to that conversation. <laughs> it's the uh, it's the Hardwood Mensa meeting uh, coming up after the <laughs> game. Uh, just a last couple of words about uh, T.J. Haas. Uh, uh, because, on. I mean, he goes 28-9 and nine points and assists, and uh, he plays almost 35 minutes, and – he made 12 of 12 from the free throw line. He's yep. made 28 straight there now. And, and this is something he was kind of like, he was like a little bit hit and miss earlier. Yep. And now he can't miss. Uh, yep. He's back to himself there. But, you know, and Mark made the comment when this thing was tight, yep. early second half, yep. he said, you know what? TJ may just need to put this team on his back and go. And that's kind of the way it felt down the stretch. Yeah, I think he accounted for, I think we were tied at 66, 66 maybe. And he accounted for 
maybe the next 16 or 15 consecutive points, whether he scored them or he got the assist. And, uh, I mean, you know, you can't say enough about these guys. And Jake actually made – Jake was unbelievable in the post today. Uh, He helped us. We were a little stuck, and he had that one really, really aggressive isolation where he got fouled. uh, so, you know, it's, it's just seniors raising up and, and doing what they do. And this T.J. Haas, man, you think about the story that he's writing about his – all these seniors. Like, guys, l- like, think about what we get to do on Saturday. It's just – it's just – it's just – it's so awesome. And I'm so hyped. And I'm so happy for these boys. And, and certainly T.J. has been leading us for the last time. Ever since – listen, ever since the game at San Francisco where he went sideways and really hurt us, right, with the turnover and the T and that stretch – Ever since then, this this guy has just been – he has, like, shifted into a new gear. And uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to try and figure out how to guard him or stop him. Or he, he, On the defensive end, he was fantastic tonight. Uh, you know, he got he had a tag where he actually laid out one of their bigs early in the game, kind of a tone setter. You know, all 107 pounds of him. He is, he is just on a tear right now. It's so fun to watch. And not coincidentally, since that USF game, BYU's not lost a game. Yep. It's been nothing but win since. And the last thing we'll leave you with is – a charge got drawn tonight. No Dalton Nixon, but A.B. took it. Yeah, and it was a big-time yes. play. It was a hard – that was actually a really difficult charge to take. I mean, I'm telling you, he was so spectacular on the defensive end. We have no chance to win this game if if A.B. doesn't do what he did tonight. I mean, it's incredible. And that's how – you know, I know there's a lot of frustration on the floor, and we miss some shots and whatever, but that's why you win is because you have guys like him that are saying, I'm selling out to do whatever I have to do to win this game. And – you know, he plays 34 minutes and has three shots and wins us the game. It's, it's so awesome. I got one last question. Yeah. Cooler to get interviewed by Jim Rome or Greg Rubel? No, 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 no. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm not going to lie. I, I, I did grow up listening to this Jim Rome. I, I love him. But you guys are the pro's pro, man. The fact that I get to sit down with you guys and you don't actually charge me to do it, <laughs> it is like it's a gift, baby. I was a fan listening to that interview the other day because Great. I, like Coach, have been listening to Jim Rome for yeah. years and years. And, of course, I love Coach Pope. I got to hear those two guys together. I was just hanging on every word. I loved it so much. And uh, you know that Romy will have him back because oh, Coach Pope knocked it out of the park him. on the other day. All right. Hey, uh, Senior Night's next, and we'll do it on the weekend. Thanks, Coach. Can't wait, guys. Thanks so much. All right. That is Coach Mark Pope. We're back. To wrap it up here on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Go Kooks. You're listening to the Cougar Postgame Coaches Show on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Now, back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. All right, so we are going to wrap it up from courtside here at the Marriott Center where BYU defeats Santa Clara by a score of 85-75 to 75 of BYU's 85 points. 70 were scored by the big three. T.J. Haas, 28. Yoli Childs, 22. And Jake Toulson, 20. Uh, those three combined to go, let's see now, quick math, uh, 23 of 48. So just a hair under 50% as a trio tonight as BYU pulls this one out. And they did have to pull it out because BYU did trail in the second half, BYU led by 12 on two occasions in the first half, led by 10 at halftime, ended up trailing by two, 49-47, with under 14 minutes to go in this game. And then it was kind of back and forth in a one-possession game for the next, next about the next 10 minutes of play. And then finally, BYU does pull away, and doing so largely on the strength of a TJ Haas closing performance. It was a two-point game, 68-66, then back-to-back makes for TJ to open up a six-point lead, and then BYU more or less had enough 
a comfort to keep it a two-possession game the rest of the way and win it uh, by 10, 85 to 75. But tremendous outings from so many different guys. And we're seeing it so frequently now that BYU makes the winning plays at the most needed times to go from tight game to win when the Cougars need every one of them for sure. Where BYU is right now, you really can't afford what they would call a quote-unquote slip-up. And uh, BYU did not tonight, winning it by 10 and going to 22-7 and on the year. 11-3 and WCC, 13-1 and here at the Marriott Center, and a 12-game win streak for the home team now on these Marriott Center hardwoods. It is senior night on Saturday, BYU and Gonzaga. And the Zags are playing catch-up tonight in Spokane. USF 31 and Gonzaga 24 early in half number two up at the Kennel. So the Cougs and Zags, Saturday night. BYU comes in ranked 23rd. The Zags come in ranked 2nd. 7 o'clock radio pregame and an 8 o'clock tip here on the radio. We have uh, tomorrow here at the Marriott Center. Uh, the crowd's welcome at uh, 10 a.m. 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Mountain Time for BYU Sports Nation. Jerem Jordan, Spencer Linton, and BYU fans so it's kind of a, uh, a BYU Sports Nation version of college game day right here on the home hardwood setting up for BYU and Gonzaga on Saturday night. So show up tomorrow morning, 10 to 11. Enjoy uh, some donuts. Enjoy player and coach conversations, maybe some shooting contests. Uh, Jeremy and Spencer showing off their great athleticism. And it'll all happen between 10 and 11 a.m. Mountain Time tomorrow morning. So uh, look out for that and be here for that in the morning. For tonight, let's say goodnight and thank our crew back at BYU Radio, our engineer, Sean Fay, our intern, broadcast intern, Connor Aist, our control board operator, Jack Bagley, our coordinating producer, Terry South, and our studio host sitting in for Jason Shepard, Ben Bagley, tonight. Thanks to the crew. Courtside, our statistician was intern Nate, Nate Slack. We also had Jeffrey Carroll as a broadcast intern here at the Marriott Center, helping us out with postgame interviews. Thanks to the guys, my color commentary colleagues, Mr. Mark Durant, appreciation to Connor Harding, and Coach Mark Pope joining us postgame, and Coach and rather intern Jeff Goddess, Herb Sendak from Santa Clara. So for the entire crew, my name is Greg Grubel. Thank you for tuning in, saying final score, BYU 85, Santa Clara 75. In the meantime and in between time, this has been BYU basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Good night and so long from Provo. You've been listening to live coverage of BYU basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU basketball is brought to you by Deseret First Credit Union. You know why? We show how. Les Olson, your technology partner. Smith's Food and Drug. Smith's now has grocery pickup and online delivery to save you time. Also sponsored by State Farm. Talk to an agent today at 1-800-STATE-FARM. BYU Basketball is a production of BYU Athletics in association with BYU Broadcasting. Special thanks to BYU President Kevin Worthen, Vice President Matt Richardson, Athletic Director Tom Homo, and General Manager of Corporate Sponsorships, Casey Stoffer. BYU Basketball is an exclusive presentation of the new skin, BYU Sports Network.